0: The reporting comes from ABC News, and it's about the former president on how allegedly reckless he has been. Reckless, again, allegedly beyond keeping highly classified documents at his Florida club in plain view for all to see. Here's the lead paragraph of the story from ABC News' website. Months after leaving the White House, former President Donald Trump allegedly discussed potentially sensitive information about U.S. nuclear submarines with a member of his Mar-a-Lago club, an Australian billionaire who then allegedly shared the information with scores of others, including more than a dozen foreign officials, several of his own employees, and a handful of journalists, according to sources familiar with the matter. Now, the ABC story identifies the billionaire as Anthony Pratt and says the FBI and federal prosecutors have interviewed him at least twice this year. In those interviews, again, according to ABC sources, Pratt told prosecutors he struck up a conversation with the former president during a meeting at Mar-a-Lago in April of 2021. Quoting from the report, Pratt told Trump he believed Australia should start buying its submarines from the United States, to which an excited Trump, leaning toward Pratt as if to be discreet, then told Pratt two pieces of information about U.S. submarines, the supposed exact number of nuclear warheads they routinely carry, and exactly how close they supposedly can get to a Russian submarine without being detected, end quote. ABC further reports that in subsequent emails and conversations, Pratt described what he heard to at least 45 others, including six journalists, 11 of his company's employees, 10 Australian officials, and three former Australian prime ministers. Sources uh, tell ABC that a -a Mar-a-Lago employee told investigators that Pratt began telling people within minutes of his conversation with the 45th president. Those same sources saying this employee told investigators he was, quote, bothered and, quote, shocked, unquote, to hear that the former president had provided such seemingly sensitive information to a non-U.S. citizen. Just before airtime, a Trump spokesperson put out a statement which reads, "...these illegal leaks are coming from sources which totally lack proper context and relevant information. The Department of Justice should investigate the criminal leaking instead of perpetrating their baseless witch hunts while knowing that President Trump did nothing wrong, has always insisted on truth and transparency, and acted in a proper manner according to the law." The New York Times has more on this as well. Tonight, Maggie Haberman on the byline. She's their senior political correspondent, our political analyst, and author of Confidence Man, The Making of Donald Trump, and The Breaking of America. Also joining us, former Defense Secretary William Cohen, CNN military analyst and retired Army Lieutenant General Mark Hurtling, and rounding out the panel, CNN senior legal analyst Ellie Honig. So Maggie, what more have you learned from your reporting?
1: We confirmed what ABC reported, Anderson, which is that Trump had this conversation with Mr. Pratt, who's a member of Mar-a-Lago, not long after leaving office. This was a a conversation in which Trump uh, supposedly revealed a couple of pieces of of sensitive information. Now, you know, it's not clear exactly what trump said we know that you know according to abc it was specifics about uh capabilities and about distance uh that the submarines can go and how close they can get in certain cases this is not it it doesn't appear he showed a document to this gentleman but i don't know for prosecutors that that matters because our understanding is he is among the trial witnesses who prosecutors have listed as possible people they will call and what they would likely use him for is to establish a pattern of trump being loose with sensitive information and the government's secrets
0: so he might actually be called
1: he is among dozens of people who might be called, uh, and I, this list stretches, you know, back through the, the White House years, because, Anderson, as you know, and as we've reported, as CNN has reported, Trump has a, a history of uh, allegedly talking about classified information or putting out classified information. There was an, an infamous Oval Office meeting with two Russian officials where he is said to have spilled some sensitive information that uh, upset Israeli officials. He tweeted out a classified picture of an Iranian launch site, site I think it was in twenty. 19 you know this is something he's done for a while uh, this is the kind of behavior that added to why President Biden cut off Trump's briefings that ex-presidents get to sensitive information and classified briefings because according to the current president you know what what could happen other than that Trump would slip up and say something
0: Secretary Cohen, what's your reaction to this uh, this report?
2: It's not surprising. I know it hasn't been validated completely. But let's just look at his history, as Maggie just pointed out. His history is he has very little concern about national security interests, especially if it affects our military uh, and our civilian population. He's given away uh, secrets in the past. He will do so in the future. In this case here, he's being given the benefit of the doubt How much more evidence do we need of his misbehavior in terms of attacking our institution? The military, he thinks those those who give life and limb for uh, service to the country are losers and suckers. He's thrown the intelligence community under the bus in Helsinki. Everything he has done has been to undermine respect for this uh, country of ours. So we're watching this slow. Or I'd say even rapid dissolution of democracy uh, at under his hands. He's doing it day after day, and this is just one more example why we should never allow, never vote to allow him to get his hands on classified information in the future. He shouldn't be anywhere near the Oval Office ever.
0: General, uh, the you know the capabilities of America's nuclear subs, uh, their how what close proximity proximity they can get to an adversary subs. How valuable would information like that be to a foreign adversary or to people in the defense industry?
3: Yeah, what I'd say Anderson is all classified information is provided to those only with a need to know. And every president needs to know a lot of stuff to help them in decision-making. But that need to know also comes with a requirement not to disclose. If he was truly talking about capabilities, as Maggie said, about the nuclear part, the the sea-based part of our nuclear triad, I would suspect, and I don't know this for sure, that they are at the higher levels of security clearances, either top secret our code word when you're talking about the nuclear force, that puts the country and, as the secretary said, it puts service members in in harm's way when he's giving up capabilities. And and one other thing I'd add to that, if if this alleged incident did occur, and it seems that it did, uh, this is just one incident that's being reported. How many other times at Mar-a-Lago or at one of his golf courses did he lean into somebody and put other secrets, uh, in our, our citizens in danger because he's given up other secrets? That's the thing that concerns me the most. Uh,
0: Ellie, I mean, the ABC report says that uh, this billionaire, the Australian billionaire, went and talked to other people uh, very quickly and that FBI, federal investigators have, have talked to him. Um, the alleged incident is not part of the special counsel's, or not the charges they brought, but he is on apparently on the witness list. I think this could be golden evidence for, for prosecutors. You're right. The indictment does not specifically mention this incident, and it does mention other incidents where Donald Trump does show people classified documents, the infamous incident at Benminster that we've heard the audio of. That said, prosecutors often do not and do not have to list all of their evidence in an indictment. You can introduce evidence that goes beyond what's in the indictment, but it has to be relevant. And the relevance here is to intent. It goes to Donald Trump's state of mind. It goes to a pattern. It goes to answer the question of what was he doing with all this information anyway? And if he's out there disseminating it to people, I think it's really going to resonate with the jury. Maggie, is there any reason to believe access to the former president at Mar-a-Lago is any less freewheeling than apparently it has been over the past few years? I mean.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's exactly the same. Now, what what is different is that he doesn't have those documents at Mar-a-Lago anymore. Those, as, as far as we know, have all been either retrieved or turned over uh, under subpoena or an FBI search. Uh, but he continues to, you know, entertain his members. Again, it, it is worth noting that the, this gentleman, who he was talking to, this Australian businessman. Is a member of Mar-a-Lago. He's somebody who joined Mar-a-Lago after Trump became president. He is somebody who became pro-Trump after not being pro-Trump prior to the election. And he is somebody who uh, the New York Times, uh, my colleagues and I reported uh, a couple of years back toward the end of the presidency, was sort of part of this broader effort of Trump or a habit of Trump's of sort of melding the, the presidency and his business and uh, his And his own persona into one. And so this gentleman, Mr. Pratt, uh, you know, was invited to a state dinner in 2019. He uh, the president went to one of his factories in Ohio. And so there is this atmosphere where there is a, a, you know, sort of seamless rolling of things related to the White House and things related to government secrets into aspects of Trump's business.
0: Certainly, Cohen, I mean, ABC News also reports that this billionaire, this Australian guy, went to tell more than a dozen other people. How difficult, not impossible, is it to stop this game of telephone once sensitive information is out there? I mean, I remember, I can't remember if it was World War I or World War II, where there were posters the U.S. government put out saying, you know, loose lips sink ships. It's, this is, I mean, this is a prime example.
2: Exactly right, uh, Anderson. I was thinking back in uh, Greek mythology, um, or Roman mythology, they had the bird uh, rumor. And under rumors, feathers were eyes and ears. And so that's how information spreads. So when you think I'm just giving this information to a friend, number one, it's a violation of the law. But number two, that friend is going to spread it just like everybody else will when they w- they have a rumor they've heard, they have inside information. Look how important I am. I'm close to pre- former president, and I have this information, and it just spreads like wildfire. That's the danger. You're not just giving it to a friend. You're potentially giving it to enemies as well. So, this is why it's so important. General Hurtling, you mentioned the submarines in particular. Out of the triad, the submarine is the one that is most secure for us, because it's not targetable, a preemptive target that can't go after subs. They can go after airplanes. They can go after uh, uh, land-based missiles, but not the subs. So, they're special. And he's giving away special information on what is protecting us around the world.